Well, she was born in the morning, late October, San Antonio. Now she's every girl I've ever known. Cast. Each week we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, sometimes Clarksville, and occasionally the OVC to give you the full scope of what's unfolding around us. I am Colby Wilson, the Harry Doyle of this podcast. He is Dylan Schwartz, and he will be providing the dynamite drop-ins. Dylan, hello. Hello, how are you? I am doing great. It's homecoming week. Homecoming week here at Austin P. Uh, an exciting week. Uh, alums come back. A lot of involvement on campus, bonfires, pep rallies, the whole nine yards, including this charming um, Golden Eagle sacrifice that we apparently had on campus. Not an actual Golden Eagle. I think PETA would have some real problems with that. Uh, this was more of a turkey-shaped pinata painted gold. But I want to read. <laughs> I want to really. I want to read to you this paragraph from the release about <laughs> what happened during the ceremony. <laughs> Moments after Kirshner, a uh, assistant professor of classics here on campus, called in Latin for the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles to be un- unable to catch a pass on Saturday, he drove a knife into the pinata. The fake bird's carcass was later placed in the fire at Ostapi's annual bonfire. So, just to give you a little idea of what we're up to this week, we are murdering fake birds and burning their carcasses. Dylan, um, is there a German equivalent to this? Uh, you know, not really. <laughs> I guess the closest thing you can get is something called the Abitur. It's where all the graduates of a school uh, get together with their family and friends. They get their diplomas, like a, you know, like a commencement or graduation ceremony. Then after that's over, the family and friends leave, and the graduates have a little party amongst themselves in the same room, and maybe they'll go out as well after and just party amongst themselves to celebrate you know, their diplomas. Joking aside, although the Golden Eagles sacrifice was just that paragraph was really funny to me. <laughs> Homecoming is a lot of fun. Uh, recent graduates come back, see old friends, uh, relive the not too distant youth, or bore their kids with stories about what they did while they were in school here. But it's a lot of fun. Um, being good at football helps that. I think. I mean, it's it is fun to go into the homecoming game and think. We not only have a chance, we should, by all rights, win this game. And I think that's kind of, we'll get into that obviously later, but I do think that that has helped the last couple of years make homecoming a a success outside of what goes on in the lead-up. And that will also kind of help us close out the month of October. The best of all sports months, football, basketball, hockey, baseball, soccer, all five in various states of the season. Dylan, rank those sports by what they're doing in October. Now, I know Kobe won't like this, but you know, starting at the bottom or near the bottom has to be baseball. I know it's the World Series right now, and I did watch last night because my Boston Red Sox are in it. I'm a big Boston sports fan. Um, if you would, could see Kobe right now, he would be shaking his head in disgust. But going to the top now, I think you know American football is definitely up there. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Patriots naturally, and you know it's always big for um, 
it's always a big time of the year when the Patriots start get rolling. I'll probably have basketball and soccer there at two and three interchangeable. Uh, basketball pro just started to get going. Um, college basketball now just about to start up, and you have you know soccer all you know European soccer all um, around the globe now. European soccer all around the globe. I mean a large part of the globe, yeah. Yeah, a large part of the globe on the European continent is getting underway in their domestic leagues. and um, Isn't it the smallest of continents? Uh, it might be. I'm not a geography expert by any means in terms of land mass and land area. I can give you the capitals of almost every European country if you want. We don't have that kind of time. Well, moving on to the you know other sports, I think hockey is um, got to be around the middle of the pack, upper pack as well. You know, It's a good, fun pace game to watch as well. Yeah, well, baseball's having the World Series, so that's number one. Um, football is, especially college football, things are starting to take shape from a playoff landscape, and that's always fun. Uh, basketball and hockey are both kicking off, and that always kind of harbors that early season excitement. And nobody's playing for anything of consequence in terms of soccer, so right now it uh, doesn't count. And also, this is not a pro New England sports podcast. I don't want anybody running away with that idea. Just because he keeps mentioning the Patriots doesn't mean we're all okay with that. So you can send the angry emails to him. I mean, the, the Patriots are just, to me, almost a godsend in my life. They just provided so much, you know, happiness over the past years, and it's sometimes a a little bit too much to keep to keep bottled up, you know. If you want to come by uh, room 224 in the Dunn Center and hit him with something heavy, we're <laughs> open every day, 9 to 4.30. So uh, feel free to just stop in. Uh, last week around campus, no Austin P football during the bye week. But we went back to work early this week with Basketball Media Day in Evansville. A lot of pomp and circumstance and hot air, but also heralding the coming of college basketball season. Matt Figured, David Midlick, and Terry Taylor represented Austin P at Evansville. Uh, Dylan, how do you think that event went? I think it went well. It was a good, uh, it was good publicity for each of the programs, for the women and the men. Um, I think all three um, people who went, Coach Figure, Coach Midlick, and Terry, got a lot of good media exposure as well. And I think the fans enjoyed interacting and and seeing all the graphics that we were able to come up with um, when we were working on media with all the pictures and. Um, quotes that we got from each coach as well as Terry. And that means basketball season is basically right here, right now. November 2nd, the women tip off uh, their exhibition slate with the uh, Georgetown College. Is that who it is? Yeah, Georgetown College in the Dunn Center. The men, regular season home opener November 6th against Oakland City. It's here, it's here. Crossover season is here. Last week, volleyball, two big wins. The second, a five-set comeback victory against Tennessee Tech. Dylan, this was a this was a game where it, nothing was working. For the first two sets, just nothing was working. And after set two, it was like a light, flip, a light switch flipped. Something flipped. Anyway, they were a lot better in sets three through five. Well, obviously, you never want to go down 2-0. Obviously, you want to win every match and every set. Um, but give credit to Coach Taylor Mott. You know, she changed up a couple things, um, specifically inserting Caroline Waite in as setter, and everything just changed. Seemed to play with more energy and you know, got that huge victory. It was their 20th overall win on the season. They're now inching closer to back-to-back regular season championships for the first time in their entire program's history. 
The watch has unfortunately ended for Austin Peay Soccer in 2018 after a heartbreaking 2-1 loss at Southeast Missouri on Sunday. Yeah, um, the Govs knew they if they won, they'd be in. Unfortunately, Southeast Missouri went up 1-0 kind of early, but the Gubs still fought back, showed some resiliency. Um, they scored just a minute and 20 seconds into the second half with Ashley Whitaker netting her first career goal. Um, unfortunately, Simo took uh, retook the lead only a few minutes later, and then the Gubs went down to 10 men, and unfortunately it was just too much for them. They still had opportunities to try and equalize, and a draw would have been enough considering a result that they knew went final before their game ended. But, you know, Southeast Missouri held on, and now Kolarova and her staff turned to the offseason and recruiting. It's her first full class that she can put together with her players and, you know, really have a good personal uh, relationship with this first big class that she's going to um, come up with. Very excited to see what she and her staff do in the off offseason. Uh, tennis, men's tennis last week continuing a very strong fall. Dylan, what happened for the Govs in Louisville? Yeah, in Louisville, the Govs had a um, host of players win matches, and you had uh, they were led by uh, senior Almontes Ozelis. He played for two main draw championships. Unfortunately, fell in both, but he was able to advance there. Uh, his first match, he played uh, a singles in flight A singles against a nationally ranked Louisville player. Unfortunately, failed. No shame in that, but he was able to win three matches on the way. Um, to be able to get there. He also had a three-year partnership with now-graduated Ale Drobish, so he's trying to find um, a new partner to be able to you know, settle with and be able to play good matches with. And he's found that, we think, with freshman Anton Damberg. They advanced to the Flight A Doubles Championship. Unfortunately, fell as well. It was a very narrow and tight match. Um, but you had also had a host of governors win other matches. You had Chad Woodham win the consolation portion of his bracket. And you had Christian Edison, who was a preseason top 10 OVC player um, last season. Uh, he won two matches in the competition's red draw. And I think that Colby wants to talk about men's golf as well. I do. That's what usually happens when I put that on the script. Uh Chase Gordy closing out solid in the fall. Governors at the Pine Tree Intercollegiate to close the fall slate. Uh, top five team finish. Gordy, a second straight top ten finish as an individual, uh, finishing seventh overall. Led the Governors in par three, par four, and par five scoring. Uh, sank a team high 11 birdies. Had his first eagle of the fall, one of three by the Governors, on a long par five, number 16 as Robbie Wilson's guys bring back another solid result and something to build on going into the long, interminable winter before they return to the course next February. We will take a break and bring on Lisa Veritamides, newly minted SWA here at Austin P to talk about her, basically anything she wants to talk about, right after this. First 
time, I will interview someone who could, if the questions are not to her liking, just tell me I'm fired and get up and leave. Hopefully, that will keep me on my best behavior, because today we have Senior Women's Administrator Lisa Veritamides joining us. Thank you very much for coming in. I know you're, you have a little bit of trepidation with this. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> no, I really am. Y- y'all can't see that, but that was so sarcastic. Like, her eyes rolled so hard, they almost popped out of her head. I'm a good, I have good eye rolls. Another newcomer who joined us in early July and immediately stepped in as our interim AD. How daunting was the task of showing up for one job and immediately having to fill in that interim role? Um, I mean, it was definitely <laughs> a quick transition. I mean, uh, literally driving up, getting on a plane and, you know, changing roles at 12.01 a.m., I think I told Ryan, at 12.01, I'll see you. You got it until until midnight. Um, it, first of all, was an honor. It was an honor to actually be asked to step in as, as the, the interim. And, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that whichever way it went, um, that we kept the ship afloat and kept the ship moving forward. What is changing about the role of the SWA in college athletics? I think the role, you know, what people think or may, of, know of a SWA, they're not quite sure what it is. Obviously, they're like, hey, what, what is that? You say senior woman administrator. What, what, what does that mean? Um, many, many years ago when you had athletic departments that had a, a an athletic department for female sports and then an athletic department for male sports there was a role of an athletic director who was a female who oversaw women's sports and then as the time progressed and things merged there were a lot of women who were either kind of pushed out of those roles by male counterparts because they just needed one athletic director to one run the department and so now with the role of the SWA you know what does that mean it just means that that person is the highest ranking woman in the administration for for athletics um, they oversee or they provide leadership for not only women's sports but also men's sports so it's just not dealing with female sports um, and it's just a leadership role it's a designated leadership role within the athletic department. How important is it to start making that distinction that, you know, this is not just the the person who's sort of over the women's departments, but this is more of the, you're almost like the, the beacon that the female athletes around here should pattern themselves after. This is your sort of senior role model in a way. Correct. Um, and not just female student athletes, all athletes. Um, I think that it's important to have a, a diverse administration because you have a diverse population of student athletes it's a, a point of contact for for like you said for those student athletes to bring their concerns and um, whether it's male or female but sometimes a a female may want to come in and may not feel comfortable so you have to have that avenue for them to be able to bring their concerns in a, in, in a private matter what's been the biggest challenge so far since you got to APSU well, I fixed that challenge. I found a hairdresser. So that was the biggest challenge <laughs> personally. Uh, I think learning all the nuances of, 
of Austin P learning the student athletes names because you're you're brand new and there's you know 350 student athletes that you have to get to know and, and want to know on a personal level and I just don't want to know hey that's number 54 who is that you know or who's that person kicking the ball I, I don't know I want to get to know them individually so that's the biggest challenge of learning your student athletes learning who they are individually and then also learning your staff you've had a really quick rise in terms of the administrative roles from academic counselor in 2013 to an SWA now what has helped fast track your career a little bit I think number one for me uh, networking and also having goals of kind of knowing where I wanted to go and what I what I wanted to do and knowing what components that I needed to have to get there and uh, for me going back or coming back into the collegiate setting as an academic counselor was probably one of the best things that that ever happened because you are with that student athlete every day you are seeing your coaches every day um, in regards to academics which if if the kids don't pass they're not going to be here and, and possibly none of us are going to be here so um, having getting getting that foot in the door on that side administratively and uh, again just being able to know that hey one day I know that I want to be in a key administrative role what are all the components that I need to learn academics gave me so much information and then moving into compliance obviously you need to know what you need to know in compliance so that none of us show up on the on the front page <laughs> of the news um, and that that just opened the doors for me to 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 move into the areas that I wanted to move into you're a true citizen of the earth you've lived in Cyprus and Greece for our non-world travelers um, which is basically all of us what's what's it like to kind of branch out from what is standard for most of it well okay I will tell you this I was I was in Greece for like 30 days um, you know I I I got this idea that I was like still young and that I could still play volleyball so I thought hey what the heck after three kids let me go on over there and see if I can you know train with this you know professional team yeah that was fun um i did find out that i was not as young as i thought i was but it was it was a great experience um i probably should have done that probably 10 years prior to that but it was a goal it was something that i wanted to do uh it's it's a different way of living over there uh we tend to work a lot here in the united states just kind of work 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 they do work but they enjoy their downtime and and their family time and um the food is great you know and, and the wine that accompanies is also great also um but it's just a i think that every student or every person should travel outside the country at least one time of their life if they if they're afforded, afforded the opportunity to because you take for granted certain things that you you know just running to Walmart there's there's no running to Walmart in Greece there's running to the market and you know getting the getting the the meat and then there's running down and getting your vegetables there are, there's you know it's just things that we kind of take take for granted um, it's a culture that 
I could see myself at some point kind of chilling out in at the ripe old age of, we're not going to say, because <laughs> a lady never <laughs> <laughs> discloses the, that information. Um, okay, we're going to play either or now. This is one of the ones I haven't prepared you for, yeah, so you, yeah, yeah this is going to be fun. I think there are certain stances, certain things that people decide one way or the other on, uh, and it kind of helps define who they are. So we're going to figure out what defines you. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Cake or pie? Cake. Heels or sneakers? Sneakers. Passenger or Driver. Driver. Some hesitation. It depends on who I have to get in the car with. Tara. <laughs> Driver. <laughs> Sorry, Tara. <laughs> Gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Gumbo. We just had some last week. I'll bring you some. Ooh. Ninjas or pirates? Ooh. I'm for sure a ninja. I, I, I would probably try to kick the tar of somebody. I'm pretty sure I'm a ninja. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? See, because you get... I know. There's different... There's layers. There's complexities to these questions. That's, that's, that's the problem. I'm going to go with Starbucks. I'm going to go with Starbucks. So it's because, you know, we just really didn't have a Dunkin' Donuts around. Laundry or dishes? Oh, Lord. They're both equally horrible. I would do dishes for 200 Bob, but I will not, I would prefer to load rather than unload. That's fair. Call or text? Call. All right, cool. Well, that's either or, and the only winners are the people who hear this and me. <laughs> um, you began your career coaching volleyball, and you were a pretty good one at that. What made you decide to get out of coaching and into admin? I enjoyed coaching. I think that um, I think I was an okay coach. I wouldn't say I was a great coach, and I'm just gonna you know put that out there only because I kind of started at a very young age at a Division One institution, and I think that had I worked under some people for a long time, I think I would have been a better coach as far as you know the X's and O's. Um, I enjoyed the 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 skill training. Uh, recruiting is always the toughest on, on people. But I think that it, 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 there comes a certain point where you're sitting around and, and as a coach there's things that you want and things that you need and sometimes it feels like you're spinning your wheels and, and no fault of your own. It, it could be, you know, financial. It could be, you know, a change of administration. It could be various things. And at some point you're like, how do I get what I want? Or how can I affect change? And at one point I came to a realization, if I can't beat them, I kind of need to join them so that I can affect change. And that's the only way that's going to happen is kind of being on the administrative side. And on top of that, I had three young kids. You know, when you're traveling and you're missing a lot of, of time with your family, it's, it's tough to be a coach and then you're, you're, you're having kids and you're missing it. And, and one day I just was like, you know, I really want to watch my kids grow up and I, I want to be, you know, a mom and go to those baseball games and be that crazy parent that's, you know, yelling, kick it, kick the ball, 
you know, catch it, throw it. You know, I wanted, I wanted to be that person. And um, that's the decision that, that, that I made and, and to go back and do the things that I needed to do so that I could become an administrator. So that was kind of the choice. Do you take those experiences, the things that frustrated you as a coach into that office now and are able to really put yourself back into those shoes and try to try to be the I don't, don't want to say be what you didn't receive from other people, but try to ease the burden on them? Yes, I do. Um, I think that for me, I wanted to become the, the most well-rounded administrator that I could could. I feel like I can understand the student athlete perspective as being a former student athlete. So I speak their language as a coach. I always kind of knew the struggles and the needs and, and um, the hurdles that we had to overcome. And so I, I feel like I could sit down with a coach and say, I understand when they come and they say, I need, the, I need to get this kid in, into, into school, or this is the game changer, or I need this for recruiting. I, I understand because I've, I've, been in their shoes and so I think that we can have those conversations easier in in that aspect. What part of coaching really helped you transition into the administrative role? What Were there parts of it that you were able to take into your next roles? Uh, definitely you know the communication just being able to again when you have to talk with your uh, communicate with your, your your own staff and their and your needs and the communication part on on the student student athletes, uh, the the dealing with budgets, you know, the dealing with academics. It's it it all, it it all connects. But then you kind of make that transition to the administrative side, and you're like, okay, I understand it. But then you're like, but coach, and they'll say, but now you sound like an administrator. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's. That, that's it, that's what I am, exactly. Quick break to talk about our friends at Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse is a proud partner of Austin P. Athletics, priding themselves on serving up variety with unbeatable steak cuts, complemented by delicious choices of chicken, ribs, seafood, and pasta at a price for everyone. Stop in today or order online and pick it up for dinner. Outback Steakhouse, 2790 Wilma Rudolph Boulevard, Clarksville. Why was Austin P a logical next step for you in your career progression? For me, Austin P was um, it was growth, and not to say anything about my previous inst- institution because it was that that was my alma mater. That is where I you know raised my family. That that is that for me is still home. It, it's it's my heart, but I feel like sometimes you have to go to grow. Uh, there you learn from all of your experiences and I've learned I felt like I I had enough experience at that institution and so now it's time for me to find out what they're what other people are doing and um, it was the next step of growth because this position now allows me to to work on things as far as having more of of administrative role in in internal operations whereas I was in compliance and that's kind of a a specific area even though as a SWA but I still wanted to grow and have more opportunities um, to to move up a couple levels. Is it challenging when you're at a place for a few years to not get pigeonholed as just a compliance person a academics person a this a that is it challenging when you're with the same people who just sort of view you as this when you want to keep growing your career a little bit more correct that is that is a challenge um for sure 
you you don't want to get pigeonholed now now not to say that there are some people who are just absolutely this is what and there's nothing wrong with just being i just want to be the compliance officer i love it there are people out there that say i just want to be in academics because that's my wheelhouse i love it and that's where um i want i want to say there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but you can pigeonhole yourself more or less and but if that's who you are then that's who you are and that's not what i wanted to be i wanted to to learn and grow when I felt like here I was going to get the opportunity to learn and grow in so so many more areas and and be able to touch more areas than I could as just a compliance officer. Now I want to talk about Title IX. This is is really what (laughs) I was looking forward to with this. Explain Title IX because I don't I think too many people look at it in terms of scholarship equality and there's just Across college athletics, especially, there's just mo- so much more to it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of components to Title IX, um, but I think just to and to put it, you know, to put it in layman's terms, because people will say you're right. Well, if it's just based on if we're offering male sports, let's just say fifty thousand dollars worth of scholarship, then we have to offer female sports fifty thousand dollars worth of scholarship. In a sense, yes that that is true but it's not the only component it's about it's about equity it's about providing equitable opportunities to participate number one in sports and but it doesn't have to be identical sports so it's equitable opportunities not equality and i think that's where people have to 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 understand that piece yes the scholarship component is there um we're required to to make sure that they're proportional, not equitable. So proportional as to what our population, our overall student population is. So again, equitable, proportionable, not equal. So people kind of have to understand that they just hear the word and they think, you know, two equal two. So it's not, it's not quite that. Uh, and then also, you know, other benefits, we just have to require equal treatment of female and male. You have to remember, this is female and male, so gender equity can, can go, it cuts, both it cuts both ways, exactly. Um, you know, equipment and supplies and scheduling and games and practice times and, and travel and daily allowance and access to tutoring, you know, coaching, locker rooms, facilities is a big, huge thing. So it just is not about scholarship dollars. Uh, again, doesn't mean equal because a baseball field is not going to be the same size as a softball field, obviously. You're n- that's not going to be equal, but it will be proportional. So when we're talking to our student athletes, you know, about gender equity, um, we want to make sure that everybody is afforded the same opportunity. So we want to make sure that, you know, everybody is has a locker room. Everybody has the equipment that they need to function as a student athlete on the on the field on the court uh if we're if we're traveling a lot of times people will say well you know you so and so flew or the basketball team flew here but the 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 soccer team traveled by bus that could mean many different things it could mean that they were short distances or it could mean 
that maybe somebody fundraised for that that travel and it could mean the preference of the coach i would rather drive than fly so there's so many things that um that go into it and we're always continuing to look at to make sure that we're equitable as far as all of our our sports and in the forms of health care in the forms of you know training room facilities all of those things all of those things matter and that we continue to move forward in our our gender equity plans what needs to happen across the ncaa for better gender equity and better opportunity uh, especially for burgeoning female sports you know we've we've kind of got in on the ground floor in beach volleyball but i feel like there are a lot of opportunities on the horizon correct there are some some other sports that that the ncaa will be adding um well has added and it's really up for to every individual institution they have to take a look at uh what is best for them you know from a financial standpoint because a lot of times people will say hey let's just add the sport well it's it's not as easy as just adding the sport so where will we house the sport how will we fund the sport how will we fund the coaches how will we travel what will they travel in what equipment is needed so sometimes it's like ah, that sport's not going to cost a lot but in reality you're looking at how do we get scholarships for the for these sports so it's it's easier said than done we did get on the forefront of beach and that was one of the emerging sports because it you can piggyback off of a volleyball a little bit but i will tell you that beach volleyball and indoor volleyball are two separate animals for those who do not know it's it's a completely different game while the concept of the game may be saying maybe the same but training wise um it's it's a different it's a different animal Okay, it's time for the Prowse questionnaire, which is my favorite part of this, and another thing that I didn't give you in advance. What is your favorite word that you can say into that microphone and not get us in trouble? Okay. Um, Gee, I <laughs> My favorite word, well, it would probably be wine. <laughs> Is, is this the uh, liquid version of that word, or is it the complaining version you know, of that word? Probably, probably the, the liquid version. I think the first, actually the first thing that I went to when I got here, I think I was here for like maybe four days in Clarksville, and I found uh, Jazz on the Lawn. So there you go. <laughs> What's your least favorite word? Yeah, I probably can't say that one however i would say i don't like i can't or if, if it's i'm gonna say two words because can't to me is like you can't or you won't what's your favorite coaching memory probably my favorite coaching moment was um we struggled um my last year at ulm as the head coach i mean we, we struggled and um gosh we were coming up against texas state it was our last game and they were picked to win you know conference they were just killing everybody and uh we went five we went five with them and they ended up winning i mean it was just like surreal it was kind of like you would have thought we won the super bowl and it felt like we won the super bowl we were crying we were doing all this stuff and you know, i mean we had unbelievable digs it was it was like great but it was that moment when you were like 
it's finally coming all together, but we've still only won four games this whole season. But that was the moment when you're like, okay, you know that you are doing something right. Something has finally clicked with this with this team. It was a little too late, but it's okay. What is the weirdest thing you've ever seen a fan do to win an in-game promo or get on the Jumbotron? Oh, dear. Yeah, I've... Unfortunately, that specific fan had to be taken away. Um, because, let's just say, there's you've seen the people with body paint, mm -hmm. correct? Um... I don't know if it was. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say that it was what's the this the foam the uh, gel shaving cream. cream does not count as body paint nor clothing. That is what I'm going to say. That it does not count. So noted for anyone thinking of. <laughs> No, cheaping out, not using paint, and just going and getting some Gillette. Yes. It doesn't hold up well in the Louisiana heat. I will tell you that. doesn't hold up. Who's your favorite person you've ever worked with? Gerald G. Harrison. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, the, what? Once you work with him, I mean, it's great. It's all downhill from that point. It's, right? it's, it is. There's, you've reached the top. Um, I would say... Um, I had a actually I had a professor and a mentor that that I that I worked with and actually went to Cyprus with and did that that uh, presentation and um, Dr. Chevelle Hall like was the one that says you know what you're going to you need to be in administration you need to be doing this and has always kind of have pushed me to do the things that, that I need and um, I think she's probably my most favorite person just because she, you know she's going to be very blunt with you but she's always going to push you and just say okay and then what okay great you got you got this you got this great job now what you know what's the next step that's how she is what's the next step so yeah what is the best meal you've ever eaten oh and I love food as anybody will tell you I think I mean you can't go wrong with Thanksgiving I mean you know but I will tell you when I went to Cyprus. I had some of the I mean, it's like a five course meal. It was it was great. I mean, we I mean, that's the first time I ate octopus and I'm telling you right now folks, octopus is good. I just want you to know. It was great. I mean, I was I'm like you're going to make me eat what? But it was it was great. I mean, it was just a great meal of seafood and just all the stuff that you would find as far as Cypriot food and Greek food and it's just fresh coming out. I mean, it's it's Oh my god! Yeah, right. Because we're literally right on the wharf. It's like this is what we caught today, and we're gonna eat it. And it's just coming out, and all this food is coming out, and of course the wine that accompanies it is also coming out. But um, it was great. Who could you definitely take in a fight? Like take down? Oh yeah, I think I could take down Marcus Hilliard. A gauntlet has been issued. It's, it has it's challenge. <laughs> What do you appreciate the most in your friends? Um, for me, I think for in my friends, I think just honesty, because I think honesty, integrity, integrity, and I think honesty falls into that integrity part. I mean, if if you are doing the right thing, then then you can 
you can kind of be my friend. And if you're not doing the right thing, I think that you would be able to, if I say, hey, that's not right, and you, and, and you know that I'm coming from a place of concern or love, then, yeah, we'll still be friends. Who is your favorite fictional hero or heroine? Oh, my God. It's Wonder Woman. Like, I'm obsessed with, I, I love Wonder Woman. I mean, I had Wonder Woman underoos, just so you know. I mean, I had the whole thing. You know, running around. There was probably like in that that era, there was a bunch of little kids running around in their underwear <laughs> in the neighborhood. Just so you know. <laughs> so you were a big fan of the the movie. Love it. I love that movie. I, I love Wonder Woman. My kids, when they see it, you know, it comes on, or if they see it on, they're like, "We're gonna watch this again." I was like, "We absolutely are," because you don't understand. You don't understand the backstory. Like, this is real, people. <laughs> this is real. So what's what is your what? is your future goals that was a good structured sentence what are your future goals and ambitions um you know right now at at this moment in time for me is to to elevate austin p athletics to the next level whatever that level maybe push it forward move it forward so that we are we i want to be the best i am so competitive I don't like losing in anything, and I, and I want to be number one in the OVC in everything, whether that's on the field, off the field. I want to be the people that we set the bar, and they're looking at us and saying, why can't we be like Austin P? And I'm just going to look at them and say, because you can't, because we have the best staff and the best athletes and, you know, the best president, the best everything. That's what I want for Austin P. I I think we're going to get there. Thank you so much for your time today. Lisa Veritamides, our new senior woman administrator, uh, welcome addition to this department. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Lisa Veritamides for her time this week as we look ahead this weekend obviously the 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 creme de la creme of this week is going to be homecoming football contest against Tennessee Tech the schedule for the rest of the week it starts Thursday night with an AP Apollo talent show and then Friday night a lip sync contest both of those events will be at the Foy Center on the actual football game day which is Saturday the parade goes through and around campus that starts at 10 a.m. and then the big game itself 4 p.m. with the Govs kicking off against Tennessee Tech. Need some big support from our Austin P family again this weekend. Set an attendance record last home game. Looking for another game with 10,000 plus in the building this weekend. Volleyball hosting its final two regular season home matches, putting the emphasis on regular season because if all goes well this weekend, the Governors can pretty much remove every team's margin for error. As given to me just now by Austin P Volleyball guru Cody Bush, the next victory punches Austin P's ticket into the Ohio Valley Conference Volleyball Tournament. 
the magic number for the Governors to win the OVC regular season championship is five. That's five wins or Murray State and Moorhead State losses. Based on tiebreakers, this weekend could be huge for the Governors. They host UT Martin and Southeast Missouri. Um, the Saturday contest against the Red Hawks is doubling as Senior Day, so it'll be a great opportunity for all fans, students, and people associated with Austin P to go out to the Dunn Center and see those seniors get on it. And hopefully, the Govs can pick up another win and you know decrease that magic number. Have not lost either the Skyhawks or Red Hawks since 2015, and on Tuesday they'll be in Murray State to face the Racers. If that's something that you're interested in. Moving on to cross country, they took a week off and now are looking to perform at their best at the 2018 Cross Country OVC Championships. They will be held in Cape Girardeau this weekend, hosted by Southeast Missouri, of course. Men's tennis also keeps it going at the Steve Barris Invitational in Chattanooga. Um, hopefully some big performances as well for men's tennis after that great showing that we talked about earlier at Louisville. After men's golf closed out its fall schedule last week at the Pine Tree Intercollegiate, women's golf closes it out over at McCabe Golf Course in Nashville this week. Won this tournament a year ago and are looking to defend their title with a strong finish to the fall. A unique setup here for the Tiger or the Town and Country Tiger Invitational. I want to make sure to get the sponsorship elements correct there. Uh, unique setup where the entire lineup plays together. There's no pairings with opponents from other schools. I think that really uh, develops some camaraderie and has everybody kind of really, really pulling for one another and knowing what they need uh, for success. Uh, Anna Michelle Moore, last year's champion, has since departed due to graduation, but Ashton Goodley was three shots better than anyone aside from Moore in last year's field and stands as much of a chance as anyone of getting a victory this year. A uh, couple of notices for our student-athletes. Ghost candy drop-off for those needing some Ghost Cup points going on now through October 26th. A couple of days left for that. Ghost itself, the alternative trick-or-treating option, uh, is October 28th at Four Terrace Stadium. If you're a student-athlete uh, and want to help out the community in any way possible, the, you can start with reading at Burt Elementary School, uh, helping out at Mana Cafe, or working with Buddy Ball. And if you are interested in any of those three, you need to contact Haley Jacoby for more info about you or your team as a whole. Also, First Christian Church is looking for people weekly to unload their food truck, and Haley is your contact point for that as well. Get in touch, stay in touch via web and social. Dylan, where do the people go to find us on the social medias? Yeah, connect with us at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Let's Go P. And then we also have team-specific Twitter accounts as well that you can find by looking up Austin P. Athletics. It should be on um, the team page on Let's Go P. Shout out to Taylor Wiseman at Video Services and Tyler Davis at Digital Media as well. Let's go P.com for your dates, news, stories, and everything else. Dylan, Cody, Stefan, and myself, we're trying our very best to keep you abreast of all things happening in and around Austin P. And if you need tickets because basketball season is rapidly approaching, make sure to contact Katie Locke and Sydney Hooper. They will get you covered. And if you're feeling very um, high rollerish lately when you have deep pockets, check out the new courtside seating for basketball announced last week. I'm going to change my Twitter bio to high rollerish. 
Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letscop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating and review, and one day when you get a podcast where you interview interesting people and average two chuckle-inducing moments every five minutes, Dylan will do the same for you. Want to suggest a guest? Let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Commend me for my dad bod. Email us at schwartzd at apsu.edu or wilsonrc at apsu.edu, and we will try to do this again next week. Goodbye.